0: For anyone out there looking to adopt a craft like mine, looking to represent the spiritual realm like I do, to speak on their behalf, to be their mailman, in whatever form and in whatever way, here's a piece of advice. It's not enough that you give the messages. It's not enough that you give the messages exactly the way they want it. You have to represent them. You have to be them. You have to represent the spiritual realm in daily life. You have to be humble. You have to be kind. You have to be forgiving. You have to be what they are. Only in that alignment, only when you mirror and take the image of the sun Can the sun truly embrace you? And so there is an expectation of respect. There is an expectation of respect towards the craft, towards the message, towards representing them. And so I tell this story with that understanding that that really was the problem, wasn't it? Respect for the craft. All the same, a very cute little story for all of you. It is December and we are getting ready for Christmas. The entire family is down. This is Bee's house. In this timeline, I'm not actually living with Bee. I believe I'm living in Chicago. Not entirely sure. It's around the time that I'm about to come back, though. And in this timeline, here we were celebrating Christmas. We have to put up Christmas decorations. My mother's house looks like Bing Crosby's house. I mean, it's just filled with decorations inside, outside. Santa Claus and us could have a competition on whose house looks more Christmassy. Okay? That's how big an epic this is. On top of that, we have to make homemade Tamales, homemade Fidel, beans, you name it. It's a Mexican Christmas because we're Mexicans, red-blooded Americans that grew up under the notion of Christian faith, Christian values. This is the family I was born into, staunch republicans is a mirror of the type of people i'm surrounded with my grandfather was a minister my grandmother helped this was the family lifestyle the, the staunch conservative way that we all for followed and so it's Christmas, I'm already now somebody doing readings, very popular with my work. Everything is moving along. I don't think I'm quite doing world predictions yet, but it's already a conversation. It's already on a topic of discussion. And so In a way, I guess you could say I was just beginning my journey with the spiritual realm. I was working for them, serving them, the whole nine yards, making that a career of mine. But not to the level it is today. The first thing that happens is every Christmas I get busy for obvious reasons. January is around the corner and both the New Year's pretty much make it clear. I'm going to be busy. So while we're decorating the house, all the spirits are also coming back to kind of start shooting the messages my directions before they become the messages. So that way it can be a step ahead of the schedule. And so I'm telling my mom, I'm like, oh, I got to go work. I got to go do this. Oh, you don't have time for that. Go do it later. And I said, no, I got to go do this right now. Okay things start moving around. Things start acting kind of wild. We actually set up the dolls, those little dolls that when you walk past, it makes noise and sings and the whole nine yards. We set them up by the stairs, sort of leaning up. And I sort of warned my my mother. I said, don't do that because when the spirits come in, they're going to set them off. She didn't believe me. She did it anyway. And wouldn't you know it, one by one, as the stairs went up, they went off. <laughs> it was the, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Everybody else got a little bit freaked out. But I was like, wow, can they do that going down now? You know, I'm thinking about, and Eric, everybody else would say, Eric, tell them to stop it. And so... This is the daily life of the Lee Pink household, right? It's always in movement. It's always, something's always happening. Christmas Eve rolls around. Now, keep in mind, I have been doing nothing but cooking, cleaning, putting up decorations, the whole nine yards. Meanwhile, I keep seeing on the television, the new Ben Stiller movie is coming out meet the Fockers. okay i wanted to see that so bad i'm like oh ben stiller he's such an awesome guy you know the movies he creates Ooh. especially the funny ones anyway so i wanted to see that movie and it's christmas eve oh can't see it now it's not a christmas movie anymore and it just hit me like a ton of bricks what if we skipped church And went to the movie instead. It's Christmas. We should have fun, right? So I approached the head of the household, B. And I went in it with a kind of lane of, hey, the spiritual guy says it's okay. And so I approached her. She was getting ready for church, getting all dolled up, the whole nine yards. And I said, what if we went to a movie instead? And she just sat there and looked at me. Sure. Why not? So now we're all going to the movies. And my brother, William, God bless his soul. You know, I miss my brother so much. I love him so much. He's the type of individual that literally would take the shirt off his back and hand it to you and freeze in the process. I'm sorry, I won't do that. Here, you can have my sweater. I'll get a little bit chilly. But I ain't freezing myself for another human being. I'm sorry. So he goes beyond even me. Like It's just like, how do you do that? Total military man. Spent most of his career in the military and unfortunately has passed away. And in this moment... Love you, Harry. In this moment... He's looking at me and he says, How did you land this? How did we get this sweet deal? You know, and I'm just thinking to myself, That did not sound good. And you really did do this, didn't you? (laughs) And the whole time we're driving to the theater, getting out of the vehicle, B is there saying, We're cursed! We're all cursed! You know that, right? We're cursed! She's worried about the ire coming. Keep in mind, those little dolls were moving earlier. About a week ago. And so we go into the theater. The movie was truly awesome. One of the great movies he's ever made. We come out, and it's a very joyful moment. Our Uncle Steve is with us. My family is here. We're all cut. Very happily come home. We open the door, and it is ice cold. And I mean ice cold. This is December. It is colder inside than it is outside. Try and imagine that. And we walk in, and the dog is over there circling the dining room. Now it's important to understand that on the wall of B's house is pictures Everywhere, pictures, 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 pictures of us as little children, pictures of them as children, and then some of the pictures go back to the 1800s, our ancestors, the Kerr clan, the Lee Pinks, all of them. It's quite beautiful. And at the center of all of these pictures is the Last Supper. And the Last Supper sits as this almost silver-golden emblem in the center of our family. And as we had walked upstairs, there was the Last Supper, thrown all the way to the other side of the room. I mean, it really was kind of like over here, on the ground, broken, And I just stared at it, and the dog is circling it like something happened here. That's what I understand. None of the other pictures came down. Just that one. And I felt a chill like you would not believe. And the rest of us, the rest of the family came in, and they all looked at me and said, What did you do, Eric? And I immediately said, me? (laughs) You were all with me. So it really was a moment like, something's happening here. The kids went upstairs. We continued with Christmas. We glued back together our last supper and put it back on the wall. (laughs) And it is up there today. It's still there. And I remember everybody just staring at me like I had caused the apocalypse. And I'm just like, why are you all looking at me? I didn't do this. And they're like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did it. (laughs) You're to blame. And then, in the most ghastly sense, we all got sick, except for the children. All of us, sickly. Especially me. I mean, I got really sick. Some sort of stomach bug or something. But it cemented the moment. All of those things put together. The cold room. The last supper now on the floor. Whew. All of a sudden, things turned sour. So, to this day, we call it the Leaping Curse. The leaping curse. Don't, don't upset the spirits. Don't upset the spirits, Eric. You already did that once before. Don't do it again. The curse. Don't bring the curse upon us. And all of us joke about it. Every Christmas. Don't do it, Eric. Don't do it. We're going to church, Eric. That's the only option. Right? We're not watching. Don't even look at that theater over there. That's the story. And an understanding, a lesson to be learned that if you really want to represent the spiritual realm, if you want to speak on their behalf, if you want to be their mailman, if you want the path that is divine and good and noble and great, guess what? You actually have to follow that path. You actually have to be that path. It is a required step. But I assure you, this path that I'm on, I wouldn't take any other path. I wouldn't choose any other direction. This is the most noblest act, and I, I feel like that little drummer boy in the the story. That's the way I feel every day. I feel like I have the honor and privilege of speaking on behalf of something far greater than I could ever be. And all I can do in this moment is be humble, live my life in whatever flawed form it is, and play my drums for something greater than I could ever imagine being. So represent them well. Thank you.